welcome to Generally Casual, the place where you can learn anything and everything casually. I am Michael, and joined with me, as always, is my co-host and my genetic relative, my brother. That's a very awkward way of saying brother. <laughs> genetic relative. That could mean anything. That could, that could be, be your cousin. That could be... Just means we share the same Your father. Um, <laughs> your father. <laughs> Actually, I like it that your daughter keeps going, father. Yeah. <laughs> father. Child. Child. Ch- Hello. Hello, child. So yeah, I, I thought thought it was really funny that she also ends up doing hello there, like a lot, a lot too. <laughs> hello, there. that'll be one. <laughs> that'll thing. be one thing. <laughs> hello there. <laughs> well, hello there. You need to go, daughter, and like in the God of War voice, <laughs> daughter, father, boy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's from Monty Python and the Holy Grail, right? What? Father. Oh. I do oh. not want to be in this castle oh, anymore. Oh, that, that was, uh, yeah, that is a yeah. scene from, yeah. <laughs> father. <laughs> oh, father. Yeah, it's like very nasally. Yeah. Though. This is great. Uh, uh, well, anyways, welcome. Uh, we just got back from a trip. Yeah. Um, so this is us talking about our trip to Utah to go see our buddy Nathan, who's also been on the podcast before. Yes. Our historian buddy. Uh, well, and it says it was a farewell trip for Corey. Yes, yeah, so it was Corey's last world tour straight to Utah and back. You probably heard a little bit about um, last episode since mm-hmm. we had the Australian goodbye. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, we want to share a little bit of our antics. Um, Ooh, it was a some highlights. <laughs> five days. Uh, and we'll go over. I think we should start with a basic itinerary and then basically cover basically what we were able to do and what we were not it able to do. Five days, ten hours of sleep <laughs> for Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I think you got you got less sleep than everybody. Did. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, it didn't. You know, when you leave on a Wednesday and you start on a Tuesday by going to bed at four a.m., that's not a good. No, it's not a no. good good thing. But nah. so we woke up on Wednesday and we basically decided. Hey, let's leave at 8 a.m., but we left at 9 a.m. because Michael was packing and also up till 4 a.m. The, the which, which was okay, because actually uh, we ended up leaving earlier than Corey and I thought we would. Yeah. Um, we thought we were going to probably get out by 10, so 9 was perfect. Um, there was about a like four and a half hour drive to the campground, uh, which was just outside of Yosemite. Yep. Um, at a place uh, called Thousand Trails, which is like a big company for RV things. But um, yeah, it was only like, what was it, like 15 minutes outside of? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was because like very close. The next to day the, when we left, it was, it was like, like a 15 minute here, trip to the, get there. Here's the thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, so we go there. We drive a little bit past the area because I didn't realize where it was. Uh-huh. We turn around. We get to the um, Thousand Trails place, pull in, check in. Everything's great. We got an RV site. Yay. Blah, blah, blah. And we go. Yeah. yeah. Before that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you don't know, um, Thousand Trails uh, areas have two sites. They have camping sites and for cars. Sites. Yeah. And they have RV sites. Oh, yeah. Camping sites are the tent sites. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they have RV sites, which are no tents because you have an RV. And, so, and it's basically like a bunch of RVs kind of like next to each other. Exactly. And then also in the RV spots, they have connections for water yes, and um, electricity, sewer and electricity. Yes. Um, and they, they're really nice. Uh, before we get into the negatives, uh, they had a, <laughs> like a little mini golf place. They had a like a little creek. They had like they, shuffleboard. They had, they had shuffleboard. Like, like a couple different activity things that were just part of their little clubhouse yeah, area. They also have daily activities of yeah. like walks and things you'd learn about nature a little bit from all the people who work there um and we're gonna get right into it 
because the people there are fantastic they people. They were super nice. Super nice. Very um, accommodating. And uh, needless to say, after we checked in, um, our RV that we borrowed died. <laughs> so we were stuck there. Specifically, it would not go into drive, drive but yeah. it would do the gear every other gear. <laughs> broke. Yeah. Um, and so we were able to go into reverse yeah. and neutral, but we were not able to pull it into drive and, and have it, it stick yeah. into drive. Um, which obviously was a problem. So, um, yeah, so the staff was wonderful. They actually helped us by converting our site from an RV site to a tent site since we had tents already because we were going to uh, tent camp yep. in yep. Utah. Yeah. Um, and then through the course of things, uh, there was actually a really nice creek on the backside of the resort um, area that uh, Corey and I swam in for a while. Yeah. Um, and then we rinsed off. They had a pretty nice shower um, area, which was nice, uh, other than the ground being covered in dirt and other stuff like that from all the people walking It literally in it. looked like a bunch of people rolled around in mud and then yeah, got into the shower and showered <laughs> off. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm sure they probably end up cleaning that yeah. area like every couple, like a week or so. I mean, comparatively to a campsite we stayed at later, this bathroom was Super pretty clean. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty nice, pretty clean. Um, and the only thing it looked like it needed was just someone to hose it down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Someone so. to take the shower head and actually uh -huh. like go around either way. Uh, it was nice. It was relaxing. Um, the, uh, campground itself was pretty straightforward. Mm -hmm. Um, and so then the night of was just absolutely obnoxious, which had nothing to do with the campsite no. itself. It had to do with the people that were staying there. It's also relatively bug free. So oh yeah. Nice. Yeah. I got bit a couple times, but that's because we also left my tent open. Relatively bug free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, my my tent was the big tent, so yeah. I we kind of had all of all of our stuff in my tent and everything like that. But now we stationed to for what you're about to say. We stationed ourselves sort of in the middle of people. We didn't want to be too of. close, yeah, and we didn't want to be too far away from the bathroom, right? And during we were the night, in between the two bathrooms. Yeah, too. we were in between the two bathrooms, which actually helped us the next day. Yes, when we were very like, much so. People were packing up one shower, and we went to the other one. Uh, but there's people talking. There's little. There's a few cabins that are also in the tenting area. Oh, yeah, there's yeah. There's people chatting. There was cars literally moving around. Driving around. Until midnight. Yeah. Um, and we want to be like fuddy-duddies, but I mean like... Oh, not only that, the there was... One of the later campers that showed up with their truck left their headlights on for a while. They didn't set up their campsite at all mm -hmm. until like 11, 30, 12 o'clock. And whoever was there, their kids had like blaring giant LED yeah. flashlights yeah. that were like the sun. And they were pointed directly at our, our tents. Yeah. Like the whole night until, yeah. <laughs> until I, they actually went to bed. I understand if it, if it was like a, a huge lamp. Oh yeah, yeah. Provides them light. That's great. But this was literally like directional spotlight. It was literally like a magic school bus learning up the light <laughs> yeah, and yeah. shooting it into the dark corners of the room, going, <laughs> "Hey, look over there. There's no light." And then we're like, "It's us. Stop that's, it. That's we're vampires. At the tent. We're it's at, directly at my tent." Yes. And then there was some other crazy children who were like spinning around in circles with their flashlight. <laughs> so we saw like a lighthouse effect on our tents, like like every couple of minutes. So beyond the other people that were there, yes, the tent, the the campsite the was, site actually, was fantastic. Yeah, we also I, I definitely would go there again yes. because the creek was really nice. And like, you'd go on the other side of the yeah, yeah, for sure, <laughs> close to the other bathroom. Or I mean, I think they had 
uh, 10 sites in multiple areas yeah. too. So we, I'd probably just mm-hmm. go to a different area. Yeah. And I'll, also I'm, I'm kind of glad we, we ended up at the 10th site. <clears throat> yeah. Because, the RV site I think would have sucked. Yeah. Also because like, if you don't have an RV. Yeah. We or, would all have to squished in, squish in the RV or well, like, and they told to, us we could have had like one tent. Yeah. Because but, our RV was small, but right. they were like, Basically, the RV site was the size of an RV. Right. And maybe you can set up chairs and stuff in front of your RV. But it's like, I like the tent site, even though they weren't clearly marked. So we're like, no. are, are we on somebody else's there plot? There was like a stake yeah. and that they're like, here, uh, put your number that we give you and just clip it to the stake. Uh-huh. That was, as uh, long as you're not near another stake, yeah. then you're fine. <laughs> we, made a, we, we, had, we made a little fire. Mm-hmm. Then we made some s'mores. Oh. I, I had to for our fryer because so something to to pre warn everybody which we I think we talked about a little bit in our uh, park episode but um for those that don't know you should not take wood with you so meaning if you're building a fire at a campsite you should get that the logs locally not from anywhere yes. else um there's a couple of reasons for this you never want to take uh firewood across state lines mm-hmm. uh you never want to take it too far away uh for two reasons for one um you don't know where the the wood has been um but before you you buy it and then for two anything that's on the wood you can then be transporting it to another area and then that and there may be an invasive species on it in which case specifically um there's a uh, bark beetles that yes. are in california <clears throat> that are problematic because they eat through the wood and kill the trees from the inside, um, as well as vines. Um, I think they're called strangle vines. I don't remember. Um, which actually grow around trees and literally sap them of their nutrients, both of which um, I think are invasive species. Well, so, there's also like um, disease-based things that occur, like sudden oak death mm-hmm. and a bunch of other stuff that you can yeah. then infect areas mm-hmm. with. Um, but so yeah, you always want to buy your firewood locally from the area. Plus, you're contributing in the area. back to the locals. Yes, true. Um, in this case, because we were only staying there overnight anyway, we didn't want to get a whole bunch of wood. We pillaged. So yeah, literally, <laughs> we went through all the different other fire pits and just found old logs, and so we can make our own fire, and uh, it worked actually pretty decently. Also, as a Boy Scout, uh, try your best not to just start ripping down branches or even no. using branches that you find mostly because if the branches or logs you find are covered in moss, they create a lot of smoke, which is not healthy for the environment. Um, and most of the time, uh, many campsites just frown upon you using uh, the local using shrubbery. The, yeah. Using the local shrubbery. Cause you shouldn't be ripping anything off trees nope. to make fire. Um, if you do camp in like a more wilderness campsite, not one that's obviously, more tailored to tourists people staying there yeah. yeah and you just camp in the woods then i would highly suggest you just find dead branches around and then just use that as your kindling if you don't buy locally sourced wood and bring that with you backpacking or whatever you're doing very true yeah but we made s'mores we heated up some water and ma- put it in our dehydrated food camp meals yeah which i thought was really fun and I don't think Richard's been camping in a while, and no. I don't think Corey has been camping in a while either, at Very least true. five plus years. Yeah. Um, and I think you guys had a lot of fun your first night. Uh, yeah, other than the rocks and stuff because our <laughs> mats sucked. Yeah. Oh, but... let's talk about our equipment a little bit. Yeah. Um, we had we brought with us a four, three, and a two-person tent. 
Uh, we also brought a two-person tent that was instant set up. So you just it like an umbrella. Just pop up. You just pop it up. Yep. Um, we brought with us typical backpacking stuff, mats, uh, sleeping bag. My mat and sleeping bag are all thermosleep. Thermarest. Thermarest. Yeah. Uh, and they're re- your sleeping bag's thermarest. Yeah, well? it is too. Oh. Uh, because it's in, it was I bought it for winter weather, uh, so got it, got it, got it gets it. very warm. Yeah. Um, and we had all the normal camping gear. And then, like two camp stoves as well. Yeah, some butane burners. Yeah. And then we just brought bought a bunch of on sale dehydrated food from our EI yep. co op, and then brought it with us. Oh, what did we have the first night? Um. Well, I had chicken oh, and dumplings. I had lasagna. And honestly. Oh, out of, Corey out of, also had chicken and dumplings. Yeah, yeah, we we both did. Uh, mango sticky rice was the last thing. <laughs> yes. Uh, to be honest, though, chicken and dumplings, is, as far as all the camp meals, I thought was actually really good. The best. Yeah. Because um, it wasn't, like, super watery. It absorbed all that stuff mm-hmm. very well. And even though it's on the salty side, because all of those camp meals are yeah. on the salty side, um, it also hydrated, rehydrated yeah. the best as well. Lasagna was messy. And that's uh, also yeah. why I didn't like it. Because like I had a big old like spork, and oh, yeah. and I tried to scoop it up, and every time it would just like dip off the side. Right. So I was like, I would not recommend lasagna because it did taste fine. It tastes like a ground up lasagna, but beyond that, meh. Um, so we basically wrapped up that night. Uh, we were waiting for a tow truck for the RV the next day, and what do we just do? We we did oats in the morning, um. Oats and peanut butter. That was pretty good. Yeah, actually, then, I think that worked really well yeah. for bre- like a spur of the moment breakfast. Mm-hmm. Corey made a little coffee for himself. We had bananas yeah, as well. We packed up everything, threw it up, threw it into uh, Richard's tent. Did you guys go back in the water? Uh, Corey did. Yeah, I did not in the morning. And then we we had a our shout out to our wonderful parents uh, because our mom drove hours to come basically give us their suv mm-hmm. to replace the rv that was broken yes and wild story for that so we just wrap that up we basically waited till around noon to one o'clock for the tow truck to finally get there which was a, a wild mess but whatever and we found out that after the tow truck guy who was pretty cool and nice who came to pick up the rv he drove it like two three hours uh northwest and then it broke down with the RV. Yep. So the RV was broken down. The tow truck was broken down. But they finally got it to the um, the the tow place, and then they were able to fix it after that. What we found out what happened is that the gearbox slipped off into the. We don't. We're we're casual here. We don't know about car parts. Uh, but it slipped. Yeah. It slipped off into like the the drive block. The the drive block. <laughs> Shift the, shifter. Yeah, the drive block. There shifter, was something that drive that, chain. Yep, the and, gearbox. Yeah, the gearbox. But the, it did, wasn't broken. It just slipped off and, and got blocked. stuck. Yeah, and it, so that way the the gear shifter couldn't shift mm-hmm. into drive because there was basically a physical thing in the way. And all they did was just put it back where it's supposed to be and zip tied in place. So we were like, we were upset. Yeah, they were basically like, it could have happened anytime and just fallen off. And I'm like, okay, great. Well, and what's crazy to me is that the RV has been through a lot of different shaky areas. I don't feel like our driving caused it, but it may have. Who knows? Um, it was the U-turn. 
Yeah, I, <laughs> me going past the area that yeah. I'm supposed to, and then that, like, the vertical... The like, gearbox was like, how dare you? I can't do this. This angle is terrible. Yeah. Um, But yeah, Um, overall, we ended up leaving about four hours later than we planned. Oh, which was a problem. Yeah. Um, I, Honestly, the worst part about that day was the drive to Utah. Um, because our drive ended up being not only four hours later, but I feel like it was delayed at least by an hour and a half through the drive itself. Um, yeah, because we went a different way, and that w- way wasn't exactly towards like going really fast the whole time. No, and it, we also drove through Yosemite. Yes, exactly. So they had it a wasn't a straight two, path either. Yeah, two or three road. Oh my work. goodness! Yes. So uh, the road or in Yosemite, it used to be a one, uh, not one way, a two way, a two lane. There we go. Two lanes. Yeah. Uh, And they're trying to widen it out. So that way the parts that are one lane only are now two lane and that have enough room for both sides instead of it being very tight. So they're widening out the the, the road in three different places trying to make more room for more people and to have an emergency lane there. Which is fine. Yeah, which is fine. great. Safety. Each time we hit one, it took us like 20 minutes longer. Because they would just stop traffic going one yeah. of the directions. And it would be a 10-minute wait both ways. And and I guess the worst part about it was is there's only one road to get out of that direction. Yeah. And for whatever reason, the construction people decided, oh, yeah, we're just going to pick three places along this one road to do construction. Uh-huh. And yeah. I'm like, why? Why yeah. would you guys schedule that way so that way the people that are driving on this one road just get stuck constantly? That's they're like whatever. Who cares? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Go so, go go enjoy Yosemite. So we get through Yosemite, and I, this is the part that I wouldn't recommend for one. Uh, after you get through Yosemite, you're on a higher elevation, and you basically need to get to a lower elevation. Mm-hmm. So whoever decided to drive to uh, create that road was like, "Hey, we need to basically drop everybody by ten thousand feet." So we're going to have you just drive along this cliff road at a steep angle and go down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, to be fair, the road through Reno is is better because it's actually like... It's got, curvy and it kind of rises and falls. Yeah. This one was just like, go down. Yeah. Go down and you have like nothing. Mm-hmm. If you look to the right, there's nothing. Yeah. Eventually, we got through all that. Got to Utah. Met a creepy <laughs> clown hotel. That was, oh, creepy, that was creepy. Disturbing. That, In Nevada. Yeah. Um, and then as we're getting to Utah, it just clicked from midnight to one to two time change. It was four in the morning and we finally got to our buddy's house and promptly within 20 minutes, all passed out. Yeah, after we, we all unloaded. went to sleep. Um, so the drive to Utah is rough, especially from getting there from the Bay area, but it, it was fine. It was honestly we shared the load. I feel like we actually did a pretty good job, and we actually, I think, made better time than we originally. Yeah. I also was trying to so. keep Corey awake on the yeah. latter half of the drive because he was just like, you could see his eyes that it was all focus, but also hazy. Like he was like, I'm driving this way. I will not give. Where am I? Oh, okay, I'm still driving. <laughs> Shout out Yerba Mate for doing just a little bit, not enough. Yeah, for late night driving, mm-hmm. but. We all felt it. We're like, hey, we're awake for two hours. Oh, the third hour. This is done. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) we finally got to the next day. It's Friday now because Thursday was spent all all driving. And Friday, we actually got to start the start it really exciting. We got to go to Barefoot Tubing. Barefoot Tubing. Barefoot Tubing. That's the name of the place. Yes. Barefoot Tubing. Uh, Which is just outside of Salt Lake City. 
No, it's just outside of Ogden. It's, it's just in, outside of Ogden. Uh, uh, shoot. Some, uh, some Morgan. Yeah, Morgan, Morgan, Utah. Morgan, Utah. Yes. Um, and this is what they do on whatever day you want for, I think, like four to six hours no, uh, no, for the, when it, they're open. Yeah, it was whatever. <laughs> um, they say, hey, come on down. We're going to put you in a river and we're going to put you in a tube and then you're going to go down the river. And all of them are so nice, inner relaxed. Tube, by yeah, the way. inner tube. <laughs> so a single person tube. Single person tube. Um, and they're just they're so nice and friendly when you get there. And the guy who drove us was like, "Yo, bro, I do this all the time. <laughs> yeah. you know? Let's go. Like, I- I'm just a river boy. Yep. <laughs> and I, I, I do river things. <clears throat> and basically, they're just like, "Hey, here's the safety rules." You have to learn how to do all these things. Right, we can't teach you. You just have to figure out what works. And you're going to sit in the tube, make sure that uh, your butt's basically over the hole, and go down. The way you're going to turn is by turning yourself like a rudder and then paddling backwards or forwards pretty hard so that way you don't hit any rocks or get flipped out. If you do get flipped out, try to get back on your raft, but always keep a hand on the tube so you don't lose it. And... And then the guy was just like, go ahead. Uh, so our buddy Josh uh, from the Ishmael episode just barreled his butt directly into the river and we all followed him and we and it was freezing. <laughs> yeah, it was very cold. It also started raining that morning. It was like sprinkling. And, and the rain, I feel like, was hot, hotter in temperature than, than the, the river, river was. <laughs> but it was really, really fun. Uh, I would highly recommend if you've never gone inner tubing through a river, maybe you've just done lazy rivers. This is the opposite of that experience. I mean, there were some rapids. There were some exciting times. Mm-hmm. You could definitely flip your tube over, which Josh and Nathan did. Yeah. Um, overall, there was some, obviously, a little bit more thrill moments and things like that. There were also people who were on, like, rafts uh, in the river <laughs> as well. the same thing and yeah. just looking down at us. And we were like... Yeah, we're the crazy people yeah. today. <laughs> <laughs> but it was nice. Yeah. Uh, it was fun. I definitely would do it again. Yeah. Um, and yeah. The the river was risen to the point where we went under a bridge with three separate openings. And they had like some chalked out signs that say go oh, yeah, through the yeah. right one. And the the guy who was like, well, yeah, there's a bridge. Like, you know, I don't know, bro. Like, uh like you should be fine. Like the water's not high enough. You you should yeah, be able to like duck your lean head. Lean all the way back and it'll just all the way back. slightly brush your nose. Yeah. And like it was very close to it, like a couple inches away from our head. And that was the thing, is the the area where they had it all chalked like saying go here. Yeah. That was pretty much the only way you could go, because the other two look like death traps. Yeah, you they, could not go. They were literally like very close to the water. You would have had to get out of your tube uh-huh. and go underneath. But yeah. either way. We went through an underpass and like that was all really fun, and so we got to start our day really exciting. Yeah, and then after that, we drove down um, to our next camping area. Do you remember the area that that was in? It's uh, the Dixie National Forest, mm-hmm. um, and it was the camp area was called Duck Creek. And it's past Brian's Head. Uh, yeah. So the there's a like a resort area that's called Brian Head. Um, which we drove past in order to get, but you don't have to. You can, I guess, come from the south side. But either way, um, it's near, uh, close enough to like Zion National Park and to like in between that and uh, Bryce Bryce Canyon. Yeah. Um, but it was really pretty. Yeah. Uh, Richard and I got a little freaked out on the drive because we got pretty close 
to looking directly into a valley, like oh, from the yeah. top of a mountain. It was incredibly beautiful, but both of us had a quick freak out moment when we passed a a lookout point that was there was no bars like or oh, like yeah. very little bars and it was just like here stand here and there is the open it's wilderness a cliff face that's <laughs> just open nothing it was like cliffs of dover level yeah. where you just stand on the edge going oh this is death yeah. this is where i am <laughs> if today. i fall i die yes uh yeah and it was really really pretty um both the lookout point down into the valley was incredible and then where we stayed was incredibly beautiful yeah um we basically drove in it was another rv area but since we didn't have the rv we had surprisingly enough i i don't necessarily know if it is i think it's just a pull-in area that so it's just a a campsite that has rv spots yeah exactly um but either way i called the place beforehand they were totally fine like yeah you can just do whatever you want pretty much and then they have a camp post there which was a guy driving around in a in a, a golf Hi, cart are you around. okay yeah, yeah we're fine you um, need anything nope. the main the main thing that i loved about it is for one they had everything there because it's pretty remote but they had they didn't have showers but the uh bathrooms were decent enough the camp post was kind of there to kind of get you taken care of and then there was like a a fenced shack that had logs that you could buy it was literally like a big gate yeah with a shoddy roof over it yeah exactly <laughs> that you just put in like a donation oh. box basically and you just paid for the logs and that way everybody had camp you know seven bucks a bundle that's yeah. not bad wasn't bad at and all. we made it we made it a fire i think i bought we bought three bundles i think three bundles just because we we made a fire and it lasted us to like two or three in the morning yeah um that was really fun uh nathan didn't bring any food with him so we had some like mac and cheese richard had a pot pie i think um, I tried out, oh, I don't remember what I tried out. Oh, uh, the chicken risotto, I think. I had oh, that that's night. what I had. That one was actually really good. It was like filling, light, and easy. I had that on the last night. I yeah. Um, and then, uh, we just got to relax, make, make some more s'mores yeah. and just have a good night. Um, it was a very chill night. Yeah. And I think we all really enjoyed ourselves. But the, the bathroom at night was disgusting. I gotta be honest. It because was a lot of bugs. Yeah, because the they don't close the door. So the the at Thousand Trails the door opens and closes. Yeah. But this one the door was open all night. Yep. So all the bugs flew in because the light was the there. Light. And they were crawling over the bathroom. But then when when morning hit, they were all gone. They were all gone. Yeah, because they were like, I'm gonna go back outside where the light is. Um. So generally, campsite was wonderful and we got to relax. Oh, what's okay? So what's crazy is. We went to this area and uh, we saw deer a bunch yeah. um, and like, you know, wildlife oriented things. But the night at Yosemite, there was some sort of animal sniffing around in that area oh. <laughs> because Corey and I were up at like one in the morning and could literally right by our tents could hear this yeah. sniffing noise. But the night at Duck Creek didn't hear anything. Yeah. That it was, was very serene. There was one quiet. weird moment, though, while we were standing around and then. It was, I think, uh, maybe midnight, 1 a.m. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where there was just like a flash of Burst light of in light. the sky that looked like it just came out of the night sky and sh- like illuminated everything. And then it was just dark again and we never saw it again. It was it was like there was lightning somewhere, but there wasn't a cloud. In, like yeah. it was very like wide open sky, nothing. It was very serene. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And that was, uh, it was really, I, it was our. What our last night of camping that night? Yeah, yeah, that was our two. only other camping. Um, night. I would again highly recommend 
doing campsites over finding a place to stay or a hotel or anything like that. Because it's really easy. And like my brother discovered on the second night, if you have a good mat, it's, it's, amazing. it's amazing. I slept a lot better. Yeah, we had like inflatable little mats. Not quite an air mattress, but it was... Oh. It was so nice. Yeah, I didn't feel the ground, which it, was fantastic. Exactly. So. Uh, the next day, we went to Zion. Yeah. Um, we got to bring Nathan. Um, the goal was to try to get up there and get to the Narrows. Um, unfortunately, there was a flash flood warning because of all the rain that's been there. Yeah. Um, and neither camp night, we had rain. Nope. <laughs> so, uh, But both days, we had rain. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so we went to Zion. There was it was super packed. Um, if you have a bigger car like we did, we had a long car. Highly recommend going to the RV zone because there's there was a bunch of parking there. Oh yeah, and you could always squeeze in behind an RV. Well, we sque- we squeezed in behind a short RV. Yeah, and because we had an XL XL uh, size an car, oversized car, yeah, an oversized car, we could just fit in and not be in trouble. Uh, we took the tram up. I'm going to mention this first. The tram up was very quiet, so I could sleep on the way up there. <laughs> um, and then we went to the Narrows. And the Narrows was basically uh, a path through the canyon yeah, in Zion. That follows a stream. That follows the stream. And you can walk all the way to the end and probably see some beautiful view. You could walk literally through. the. So at the point that we went to, uh, it was like a, a mile and a half, basically, that you get to the point where you... To continue on the hike, you have to walk through the stream yeah. river, basically, I, and go across. I'll be honest. When when Corey told us about that, I, I've done that before because I did that in Big Basin. When the, when they got a storm, the flood took out the bridge that used to be in the middle of the river. Oh, and you had and, to walk across. But the walk across is literally a river that goes up to your waist. Ooh. So it's like we, we actually had to do normal like river crossing stuff. Right, right. So <clears throat> that's what I thought Corey meant. When he was like, oh, we have to wait across the river. I was like, I was flashing back to those moments going, oh, yeah. Got to hold your backpack yeah, over uh, your yeah, head. I'm so ready. Be- I mean, we didn't have anything, but I'm like, <laughs> I'm super ready for this. Then we get there and it's like, oh, you barely get your ankles wet. Yeah, you go basically <laughs> down to your like shins. Yeah, and, then- and I'm like, oh, I would just taken off my shoes and socks yeah. and walked across and then done that. There's also like an algae bloom, a toxic algae bloom. A toxic bloom. <laughs> algae bloom, yeah. Yeah, so... We didn't go path through the river, but it was fun. Uh, there was a bunch of little squirrels all over the place and a bunch of signs saying don't feed the squirrels, but somebody obviously fed they the were, squirrels. Yeah, they were very much into human. Yeah, human. they were like, what's up, human? Yo, some of them were just like food, bro. laying flat on the railways. Um, they were very, very friendly. So, I mean, like they're very used to human contact. Yeah. Um, but on the, on the trip back from the Narrows, uh, which was a nice hike. It was like 20 minutes, maybe 30. I mean, it was supposed to be 40, but we cut it in half. Yeah, we cut it in half. Um, the the tram driver was <laughs> insanely knowledgeable, but basically said that Zion is a huge death trap where there's landslides every other month. And I was like, sir. And he's like, oh, luckily no one got hurt, but there was campers. There's Who were stuck on the other yeah. side of a landslide. For like the, hours. And then the helicopter had to come get them in order to get out. 
And he literally said that like four times. I was like, that whoa. That was half the trip of him saying, there was a landslide there and a landslide there. Oh, it, and that, that, that blocked off a whole trail over there. If anyone is familiar with Disneyland and the, um, the old miner announcement dude from Big Thunder Mountain, that was this guy. Yeah, it was literally that guy. Like, he was hold making, on to your hats and glasses. That was that guy yeah, just was, giving us stories about Zion. And filling him with dad jokes as yeah. well. So, <laughs> oh, no, it man. Was, it was like... Like he at one point like mentioned rainfall and he was like, oh, that was a lot of rain. I wouldn't want to be there during that time. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you're funny guy. The flash flood areas. I was I was trying to sleep again, but I was like, okay, well, this guy. That's not gonna happen yeah, with this, this guy. guy. And he was like pointing out falcons and and, and oh dear, bird. like yeah, he deer. was like here. Uh, we literally stopped at one point because he's like. Oh, I think I see it in the in the reeds and brushes. Yeah. He's like, "Yep, oh, there she is. Go look." And then he would talk to us about like animal behavior. So I was like, "That was he made entertaining." The, yeah, he made the train drive back pretty fun. Yeah, but it was hot as heck, like in Zion that day. So, which we were kind of lucky. The clouds came over us for a while. It was raining for a tiny bit. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, um, we were pretty well prepared with the water and stuff that we had, so it wasn't too bad. Um. But then um, after Zion, then we took the drive back to our friend's house Mm -hmm. um, and then basically chilled the night. We tried to do stuff, but everybody was tired and passed out. Yes. Uh, And it felt like that trip was such a long time. Like everything in that trip just probably was my lack of sleep that made it feel like it took forever. But it was it was really fun. The trip back, we left pretty early on uh, Sunday. Yeah. Then we left at like eight thirty. Yeah, we got back by before six, so yeah, that was we made really, really good time. Yeah, it was really really nice. We all took turns driving back. Uh, actually, no, we didn't. It was just Corey, and then it was you, Richard, and then yep. you're just like I'm pounding my way through the I'm rest of this trip. Through this, yeah. And it was a, and I'm glad that you and Corey got that. Well, you've seen it before, but I'm glad Corey <laughs> got to see Utah, Nevada, with the lights on because he drove basically the entire trip. To Utah in the dark. In the dark. And yep. if you've never driven in Utah, Nevada, or any central states, you can't see anything on the way. Mind you, most of the area is literally like flat mesa. Mm-hmm. Like it's not not the uh, oh, biggest, but. I wish there was a thunderstorm coming back. That would have been fun. Yeah. Because there was a thunderstorm when we went to Utah, and that was amazing. Well, yeah, I mean, we kind of got caught in that storm on, on the way over. Yeah. But like. The fact that the thunderstorm made like beautiful clouds, like oh yeah, yeah, it was really pretty. It was really pretty, and it's just an entirely different like set of weather that we've had in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. We had thunderstorms, but they don't look like that. No. So we eventually got back, got back to our homes, unpacked, and finally we're all set at our respective houses by like six. Yeah, it so, wasn't too bad. Yeah, and much better than the drive over. That's I for think. Sure. If I were to change anything, it would probably be a little bit more time with Nathan, maybe doing a little bit more group activities because the whole trip, it felt like we were on the move the entire time. Yeah, there was a lot going on. Yeah. We were constantly And I wish we stuff. had a bit more time just to stay and relax, yeah. but it was a very productive trip. It, you know what? Weirdly, it felt like a trip that our dad would plan. Like yeah, just going kind of, like go yeah, go yeah. go go let's, go. Let's yeah. make sure we get all the activities we exactly. want to get to. Exactly. Yeah. And and Corey was very adaptive on like like here here was the itinerary for us, but it was like a loose itinerary. And it was like let's do what we can, but not like try to push a lot of things. Yeah. So I think it worked out well. And obviously, I would have preferred an extra day or two just mm-hmm. so that we kind of could have 
spent more time. Um, but overall, I feel like we got we accomplished what we wanted to accomplish, and then we've now recovered, so it feels a lot better oh, yeah. having done it. Yeah, it was uh, like what three days ago at this point yeah. when we got back. So yeah, that was really really fun. Um, I definitely enjoyed myself and. I would highly recommend Zion National Park for anybody. It's really pretty. There's a lot of people there, but it's, it's really pretty. pretty. But yeah. maybe wait till the the other trail that closed down because the landslide opens back up. But yeah, highly, highly beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And the only thing we didn't get to do was hike around Yosemite, but that's okay. There's other times for that. Yeah. Uh, we we do look forward to visiting Corey. It might take us a while to do that, but visiting Corey in Australia at some point. Yep. Um, and then doing maybe an Australian podcast over there. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, and next time we go to Utah, we definitely are going to go back to barefoot tubing. Oh yeah, yeah. That place I'd highly recommend. Um, to anybody who goes out that way, yeah. definitely do it. Now I will say, the water. It it was it's summer. Yes. It got really freezing cold really so cold. if you are a person who tends to keep cold in your body uh both of our like Corey and josh are relatively uh skinny folks and they were chattering they were chittering like little my cats. hands were numb yeah you're i i like that but like like at a certain point i feel like some of us couldn't feel our butts either so yeah probably um, my feet were fine it was my hands because you use your hands constantly to move around but, yeah yeah i would highly um, recommend you know maybe bringing a little bit of warmer water gear but yeah something definitely bring water shoes for sure yeah. that's probably why my feet were not numb because mm -hmm. of the water shoes but um and work on your swimming yes <laughs> uh you're back paddling yeah um overall though yes highly recommend that definitely get to it and uh the I, I would recommend doing basically everything that we did minus the RV breaking down. Um, oh no, do that too. That's part of the trip. <laughs> um and yeah, go to all of the areas that we went to. Uh, they were all fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, if you really want to get out into like a wide open space area, out into nature, Utah's definitely the place to do it. Yeah, so it's very flat and open. Yeah. Uh, well, if you want any more details, you can let us know. If you want specifics about our equipment. Or what food we ate, or any other specifics, you can reach us at generallycasual at gmail .com. Anywhere uh, that holds podcasts, we we are on. Just holds them, yeah. Grips <laughs> any, them. Anywhere you like can grip. put a podcast in your hands, <laughs> we shall exist. We we pretty much are on all. Uh, we're on the all, biggest um, podcast platforms, all podcasting but platforms, yeah. Um, yeah. And you may not be able to find us on one of the rinky dink ones that doesn't grip as hard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, please rate, review, and subscribe. It really helps us out and helps us with the uh, podcasting algorithms. Sharing it, of course, helps us get the word out for our podcast. If you like listening to different stories and um, different uh, learning about different topics every week, we we uh, try to get focused in on that. Um, next week, we should be doing a little book talk on the book called Disability Visibility. Yes, we know it's going to be August and we're going to be a week late to Disability Month, but... It's okay. Uh, this, this we, is... we covered it with our discussion. We, we promised we would cover it as part of the Casual Book Club, yes. so we're, we're following through on that. Yes, and uh, Megan should be back for that conversation. Yep. So um, we're, if you haven't read that book, I would highly recommend it. It is a series of... Um, first person viewpoint stories 
from uh, folks who have disability and their own interactions with the world. So if you would like, go ahead and read that book. Try to get it done by uh, next week on Wednesday, and we'll see you then. Bye. Bye.